I'm back and better than ever. I just want to feel like I'm enough and I want people listening to this to feel enough and so much more. Let's get a little bit more dangerous this season. Let's get dangerously dainty. I just want to reinvent myself this year. I'm just so over being cookie cutter and pleasing others. I want to please myself. Welcome to season two of Dangerously Dainty, the podcast, where we chat with underestimated people who make bold moves. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to season two, episode 13 of Dangerously Dainty. I'm so excited to be back. I took a season two breather to focus on some personal things, but I can't wait to update you all on what I've been going through for the past month or so in this growth spurt episode. So let's dive in. It's been a whirlwind of a month. The last episode, I got to chat with Haley, one of my best friends, and talk about her studying abroad experience um, and moving abroad. And funny enough, um, during that time, I didn't want to share it with anyone publicly. Uh, Some of my family members didn't know and friends as well, but I was going through the job hunting process and the the goal was to relocate from Boston and I really wanted to take the moment to share that experience with everyone Um, as a young professional I've already spoken about what it's like you know working in marketing and working at PPLM Um, and I think it's I think they're pearls of wisdom and moments of growth and learning that I'd like to share because sometimes we always wonder how people achieve their success but we don't know how they got to where they're at. We admire them from afar for their title or the money they make etc etc but we don't know exactly the effort taken to get to where they're at and I think that if we're going to foster a relationship in the Dangerously Dainty community about empowerment, it's my responsibility to share how, you know, what my trials and errors were in my professional career um, and that of guests too. And I'm so grateful for my guests and their transparency about their own journeys. Um, it was seven months or, or a little more, um, I would say close to eight or nine months of trying to find a new job. I loved where I worked and the people you guys heard, uh, Shannon Morell and Maya Baker, they're just incredible humans and so many more. Um, it was what a time to be working at Planned Parenthood um, with the overturning 
And being able to give back to the Spanish-speaking communities in Massachusetts, it was an honor and one that I hope I did well um, with my bilingual work. But but the decision to, to leave was not an easy one to make. However, um, there was actually a coworker who who said this, and she is such an amazing human. Um, what a badass. She told everyone in a meeting to remember their worth. And I started to think where I wanted to head down in my career. And I was starting to recognize my work because when you leave school and it's your first job, you almost want to take anything that you get offered, right? But moving forward, you start learning what you like and dislike and you become a little picky. And it's not obnoxious or proud to say it's knowing what you want. And especially as women, I think we should recognize that instead of scolding other women for, oh, she's so entitled or she feels, you know, better than us. Why is she leaving? Or why does she think she can make me make more money or have that title? No, it's that she knows their, her worth and she's going to do whatever it takes to get to where she wants to be in a place where she is valued, right? So luckily, I had amazing support systems um, who understood that, um, and, I, and I took that risk to leave. And like I said, it was seven months. It was not an easy decision. Anyone who says they just quit, you know, usually they have a backup plan, Um Usually they've been applying to other jobs in the background on during spare time. Um, tricks that I applied, you know, create, creating um, a spreadsheet with different job opportunities, making sure that I was applying to a certain amount of jobs every week, um, making sure that I had status reports on each Um, submission or application, making sure that I was sending out thank you letters, following up timely, sending a variety of um, time slots for interviews um, so that that could speed up the process. But there were opportunities that I turned down. um, And at the time, those around me were like, really? Are you sure? Um, But I knew that I, I was worthy, like I said, like my coworkers said, um, and that there was an intuition that there was something greater. Um, and then when greater opportunities were presented, then I was, wasn't offered those roles, right? So it was a grab and taketh away kind of situation back and forth. And, a, a, a lot of 
scenarios in which, you know, you realize what the culture of a company is through an interview. And it's so important, I cannot stress this enough, for you to ask the right questions to understand what the company culture is ahead of time before you sign an offer letter, before you make it to that fourth round interview. Try to gauge what that culture is ahead of time so you don't waste your time. Yeah, you don't waste your com- the company's time, but your time is more precious at the end of the day because trying to find a job takes a long time and you need to be respectful respectful of your own. So, you know, asking, are there DEI initiatives? Asking, what is the burnout rate? What is the retention rate? Um why are people leaving? Are people leaving to go back to school? Are they trying to find other opportunities? Or where there are a lot of career switches? What, you know, what is that overturning situation like? What are the benefits of working at your company? Compensation-wise, health insurance-wise, mental health benefits, or just culturally, what, you know, what, what are the benefits of working in that industry? Being direct and forward or if you sit in a first round and you're just not feeling it don't lie to yourself be honest reflect on it for the night and the next morning send that email and say thank you for this opportunity i hope we can work in the future or not whatever you feel don't lie you know if you don't feel like you will work for them in the future don't say you know just say thank you for this opportunity Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's the right time for me to move forward in my application and I would like to withdraw. Thank you for extending your time to speak with me yesterday. So I think oftentimes we sugarcoat things in professional settings, but I think employers really respect being direct and transparent and communicative throughout the process. Um, and those are just some tidbits, you know, if y'all would like to hear a long form episode or would like Q and A on the Instagram, let me know. And, you know, I can create content around that, but otherwise, let me tell you a big reason for why I left PPLM and wanted to find a job elsewhere, what my big motivation was. I've always wanted to move out of Boston, outside of Massachusetts. Many of you might not know this, but when I was in high school, I always dreamed of going to Parsons Design for their fashion design program. Um, And the new school is a really hard college to get into. I applied to multiple universities in their fashion programs, and I got into all of them except Parsons. And that was a heartbreaking moment for me. That was my first moment that I can think of, and there were many others, but the one that stands out the most about how I coped with the concept of failure and taking it as a moment of of growth and how we triumph over that quote-unquote failure you know not being able to to move to new york where the new school is located i always had that dream in the back of my mind as i continued my college career in boston that's why i really enjoyed studying abroad in europe and then south america but 
those were only months at a time. So it was an open and honest conversation um, in my relationship because there's mutual respect and a partnership between Jorge and myself and he understood what I wanted to accomplish in this lifetime and see what it was like being independent in a state where my family wasn't and I think he understood the idea of having something that's entirely your own where your family visits and you can show them around and a place where you have to really force yourself to make friends and try new things and he understood that this was the time to do it to take that risk at our age so i started applying to jobs in one specific state i really wanted to go to north carolina i had started telling people um and i look back reflecting on my choice to tell friends and i don't regret that but i i think that now i'll have some more hesitancy in sharing my ideas for the future and i don't want people to to understand this as me being unwilling to be transparent but the saying goes god laughs when you make plans and i think when you put things out into the universe i don't know if it's silly of me but i feel like i jinxed that dream um or maybe i put myself into one type box and I wasn't unwilling to be more open-minded to other experiences. And that was maybe part of the reason why I wasn't seeing any opportunities align for me. Because I wanted to be so specific. At one point, you know, after the countless months in early August, I decided to branch out and apply to a job not in North Carolina. To kind of open up my pool and that's when I start tapping into my network of previous co-workers um, and mentors and kind of picking at their brain to see what terminology to put into a search a job search engine um, what companies are growing right now I want to to do xyz in the future how do I get there in your opinion and compiling all of that information with ultimately what I felt was the direction that I wanted to go in. Because you can't base your decision only on what others say. Uh, sorry, I have people texting me. So after that, um, I decided to apply to one particular job and I didn't tell anyone and I kept it really close to my chest. And I'm really proud of myself because I think I'm a very open book with people, which can be a downfall, but I allowed that moment to be autonomous, that choice to apply to that job and to reflect some more and just to see what the universe was going to bring back to me instead of going ahead of the game and telling all these people and getting excited and thinking about the next steps without being in the present 
But this choice to be more quiet and mindful allowed me to be more present in the in the steps of the job application process and it allowed me to ultimately get to where I'm at today. I had to make the decision of relocating to a new city that I had never visited up until the moment that I got an offer and it was really scary but I knew in my intuition that I had the t- so much time of reflection that this was where I needed to be at the moment because I was thinking too far ahead the five-year plan I remember once this this um, wonderful VP who served as a mentor for me um, a long time ago um, she once said do you have a five-year plan and I said five years um, I know no I don't I was still in, I was still in school it was in the middle of a pandemic what I mean that was a clear <laughs> sign of what happens when you make plans the pandemic kind of put a rut into all plans for people um, but she said no you seriously should be thinking about a five-year plan and although that might have worked for her to advance her career that was such an intimidating statement to me because I know my mindset and if I create a five-year plan that is so detail-oriented I won't open myself out to open myself to other opportunities once the five years are up I could regret and look back and say why was why did I have my head in the sand so I did the opposite and focused on the present and like I said accepted a job in a place that I never visited before and it was really scary we visited scoped the situation out my advice to anyone that gets offered a job in another state or city go visit try to meet the people in person your future co-workers you know especially the co-workers that you haven't interviewed with yet ask if you can meet any people that would be on your future team to really gauge what the culture is at the at the company visit the city go to local restaurants visit apartments don't do this all blindly virtually on your computer Um, i know there's so many resources and virtual tours and things of that nature or blogs about telling you how what the lifestyle is like in that city but you won't know until you go for yourself long story short we've moved to nashville tennessee we drove 1100 miles when we arrived it was that feeling of wow everything that we've done and worked so hard for is coming into fruition even though there were a lot of moments in the months of september and late august that were uncertain you know people won't tell you the tough parts like having to move back into with your parents for a week or so or those mental breakdowns of feeling like unsure of your final destination but finally coming and and settling down it it felt like an accomplishment 
and it's it's not done yet right it's a culture shock um like Haley and I talked about obviously her experience was very different because she was moving to another cult another country with an entirely different culture but we forget sometimes how even in the U.S. every state every part of the country and every region has its own culture you know I'm really accustomed to Boston and that was really hard to let go of I've been there for the past 24 years my family is there my best friends are there and I had to say goodbye and there are moments of regret and I say gosh why did I let go of all of that you know for for what if I don't have anything to theoretically quote-unquote come home to you know come home to your family or your friends on the weekends when you need someone to lean on but I'm hoping that this will be an experience in which I learn how to lean on myself and I know I've done that in the past um and I've talked about those experiences before about really being autonomous and independent and resilient and perseverant And I know I have those qualities, but I need to learn how to be more kind and graceful with myself. And I think that this will be the time and the opportunity to do so. Whether we move back or we don't or move somewhere else, I can finally say that I did something as opposed to living with the regret of of not trying something that I've always wanted to do since I was 16 of living somewhere else. Y'all, I had to take a quick little break um, after that 15-minute mark, and I got a few messages at the beginning of the episode, and you can hear the dings coming through. And I wanted to share this because... It, it it has it goes along with today's message um my cousin just texted me and funny enough in the midst of the chaos of the move after driving 16 hours we like about three days after moving to nashville went to a relative's wedding we've all been having a lot of moments of of feeling a presence of my late grandmother. And I actually talked about her in one of the previous episodes. Um, She was my maternal grandmother. My cousin on on that side of the family just messaged me a, a voice recording of a dream that she had with my grandmother. And I also had a dream with my grandmother a few days after we came back from Florida on my one of the nights before my first or second day of my new job. I didn't know my grandmother when she was young and healthy and just everyone says she was gorgeous and such a fashionista and her hair was always done and her nails and makeup and I have just seen pictures of her during that time because in my lifetime, I only knew her when she was sick. But I had a dream with her when she was her younger self and healthy, wearing this gorgeous skirt suit. 
with her hair in curls and her makeup done. And she was with her her sister, a great aunt of mine, who I also haven't met. And she had just rosy cheeks and smiling, kind of laughing. I feel like she was kind of laughing at me, but then with me at the same time and saying, everything's going to be okay. Like, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And my cousin just messaged me saying that the same, a similar situation, a similar, a similar dream. And I really took that dream as a sign that everything was going to be okay because that day was such a hard one. You see on Instagram how people go through moves and have all of these beautiful experiences but don't show the tough parts. And a tough part of leaving your home is not having your family anymore just a 20 or 30 minute drive away or you're one of your girlfriends that you can go to one day after work to kind of vent about what your day was like um and it kind of hit me because when you're always on the go and I think we have been I definitely have been for the past month you know packing boxes selling things signing visiting touring apartments signing elite like there's always something after another and when it just hits you emotionally on a random tuesday night or when you're suddenly at a walmart in that new place and you're like wow i'm not home anymore you know, we have these the, these waves of emotion simultaneously that could be part and due to the fact that we don't process things and take the time to process these emotions and sentiments, to talk through them with someone or write things down or take a moment to breathe and meditate or to go for a walk or do something outside of that, a cycle of constant going. So it hit me one random Tuesday when I'm in the bathroom and I just start crying. And that night I had that dream telling me that everything was going to be okay. And I really took that as a sign and people might laugh at signs. But even if you're not a believer in a higher power, I do think that there are signs out in the world that can, can fuel our tank. Like yesterday at a farmer's market, this farmer gave us free kale and he said, I have so much an abundance of of vegetables and I'm so grateful that I get to have a job that I enjoy on a daily basis and that I can share the fruits of my labor quite literally with people. And so I give this to you in good faith and I tell, and I want to tell you to be humble. Don't forget no matter how much money you might have, don't forget the importance of giving back to others because whatever you give to someone will be given back to you. You know, there's moments like that. People that you encounter, dreams that you might have, signs that you might see that you can't ignore or make up. And those are moments of whether it's feeding your soul or I'm going to say fueling your tank motivation to keep going on because it's so easy to be at a standstill and just give up and say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue on this day 
But when you have a half a tank or a full tank, you can tap into that and remember the advice that that random stranger gave to you or what your grandmother reassured you of in a dream to keep on going. And in this process, another thing that fuels my tank is really contemplating who and what I'm doing this for. I'm taking this risk of moving and this new switch in a career for not just myself, I realize, but for my family. And this is a different outlook that I had when I was 16 and wanting to to go to New York City, right? Because I wanted to live a lavish lifestyle and be that girl walking down the streets of New York. But now I just want to be a woman who not just my parents can be proud of, but a person that I myself can be proud of. Um, but kind of paying it forward for all the work that they invested in me by taking this risk. Jorge and I were joking the other day, you know, my parents, it was shocking for them understanding why I wanted to leave Boston, a city with so much opportunity and so much innovation, so many schools, et cetera, et cetera, right? Because that's what they offered me, right? That all of that opportunity was there. Why did I want to leave that? Why did I, why did I want to let go of that? It's not that I wanted to leave them. It's that they gave me so much opportunity that I was gift, I was given more, more than I guess they could have imagined or more than I could have imagined. And I kind of grew out of that, that pond, right? I became a bigger fish, a fish with more tools and resources and a bigger idea of what life could be. One that they couldn't imagine. And I think that's the purpose of each generation, right? One, the older generation works hard so you can get to where you're at and then you work hard so that your own kids can go above and beyond what you could also have imagined. And it's a continuous cycle of growth for each generation. So I'm kind of seizing the day and I wanted to share, you know, that that story because there might be signs that you guys are missing. Stay tuned into your senses to see and hear all the people around you and what life has to offer if you feel like you're in a rut it too shall pass um i think it's been a tough year for a lot of people a lot of loss a lot of growing out of things but we'll make it through and we're in october the year is not yet over the season is not yet over and i can't wait to come back full force with some new episodes so stay tuned to the second half of season two of Dangerously Dainty and keeping unexpectedly bold. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dangerously Dainty, the podcast. Don't miss out on new episodes by turning on notifications for any new releases. And while you're at it, I would love to see you supporting the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Last but not least, you can also follow the Dangerously Dainty Instagram at dangerously.dainty. Thanks for listening and keeping unexpectedly bold.